everyone. This is Nanette from NanetteFayGordon.com, and you're listening to the Fire After 50 podcast. This is the spot where I sit down with passionate women over the age of 50, and we explore what lights them on fire. Women who listen to their own intuition to design a life they love, many in unconventional ways. So sit back and prepare to be inspired. Welcome to the next episode of the Fire After 50 podcast. And today I am actually um, interviewing another woman from England, which uh, is just sort of happenstance that it happened that way. But I'm super excited to welcome Fiona Ligo to the podcast. And Fiona is an abstract and landscape artist. And I've actually met Fiona once, and um, I was super excited to meet her and her sisters and her mom when when they were all here in the U.S. at one point and photographed them. Um, And since then, I've been following along with her art and her life. And there's many things that really grab me about her that I'm really excited to talk about. And a couple of them, one of you not going to be able, one you're not going to be able to actually see today, um, but you may hear it in her voice. Um, she's got this long, gorgeous hair with lots of gray in it, which I'm so envious of. It's so beautiful. And she has a very bohemian feel to her. And, you know, that's kind of who I would like to embody it, more of is being a little bit more bohemian. And so I'm really excited to talk to Fiona today, and we'll talk about her art, we'll talk about her life, um, her intuition, her hopefully her dogs, and several other things. So here we go. Fiona, welcome. Hi. So Hi. Good to be here. I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you so much. Thank you. Very lovely to be invited. Thank you, Nana. Yes. So right off the bat, what is lighting you on fire right now? Um, I would say yesterday going to the sea and painting on the beach was something I've been meaning to do for a long, long time. And I just loved it. It was just the best. And the sea is certainly something that lights my fire and just living my life the way I live it, really. Um, pretty relaxed and I'm choosing the way I live on a daily basis and uh, enjoying life to the full I love that I love that and how does how does the ocean inspire your art oh the ocean um well I actually moved here a year and a bit ago to be nearer the sea I gave up the most beautiful home about an hour away to be nearer to the sea because for me like so many people the sea um has so much positive energy doesn't it and uh, for me personally I really get so much from it and I love to swim in it and I love to paint it and I love to walk my five little dogs on the beach as well they love it and um yeah that's that's really what it is it's uh very inspiring to me so it definitely lights my fire mm. I'm, I'm with you there yeah yeah I'm with energy from the sea I, I I come home and I go straight away and paint mm. and I definitely paint different you know differently when I've just been to the sea there's that energy in me mm. straight out into my art so yeah 
Yeah, I, I feel that too. As you know, I'm I spend some time by the sea in southern Maine. And yeah. um yeah, I get really energized by it. I think for me, part of it is that it's ever changing. Yeah. The ever changingness of the sea. It's just always it always looks different in the light, in the time of the day. And I love that ever changingness. Yes, me too. Um and the clouds as well. Oh, you know, the combination of the clouds and the sea. And just, I could just, I don't know, I love it. Mm. it. It never bores me. And I'm somebody that has a very low boredom threshold, unfortunately. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm with you there too. <laughs> I think as creatives, we get bored very easily. Definitely. So the ever-changingness is is absolutely on point. And uh, I kind of need, I need a lot of change. And that's kind of been my theme through life I think really? um, whereas a lot of my friends and family love the stability of life I'm kind of the opposite I'm always I'm always seeking change mm. can, be a bit, can be a bit unsettling at times but it's the variety isn't it like we were yes. saying kind of like different different environments different walks you know that sort of thing with the dogs I don't want to do the same dog walk every day um, yes yes change and so change um gets ex gets you excited and mm. I, I'm, I've always been looking for what the what is one of the themes that's through us women who kind of uh live creative lives and maybe very in some ways you know not traditional lives and I I think that one of them might be that we actually love change I love it I do and uh a lot of my family company and uh, family and friends kind of find it really almost scary how I need to change and move house and change jobs and blah 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 you know and now that I've got art um that you know that covers so much for me because I can just do what I want paint abstract if I feel like painting abstract in acrylics or you know paint the landscape in oils or whatever um but yeah change is change is good change is uh, good um, change is good I think you kind of need to be courageous as well because uh, I, I think an element of my personality is a little bit of a risk taker, which, you know, sometimes I think, oh, wow, made a mistake there or what have I done? Another five mess I got myself into, blah, blah, blah. But um, it's I'm glad that I kind of go on all these different adventures in life because it does fuel my my fire a bit. I think it does. I think it does. It it fuels us, and um, maybe part of the risk taking is kind of what energizes us. Not just the change itself, but the fear. Maybe the little bit of spark of, of fear or of like you know the excitement of like oh what's it going to be like on the other end if I make this change, is kind of the energy where the where the energy comes from. I agree totally. I mean, I'm not a sort of uh, what do you call it, an adrenaline junkie or anything like that. I'm not, I'm not brave enough. But um, just simple little things like walking the dogs. I love to do new walks, and I might just take the dogs and go. Oh, let's just try this path. Where's it going to go? And then I keep wanting to see what's around the next corner, and then go. Oh, I'm just going to go a little bit further, and just where's this going to take me? And I like that. I like, I love discovering 
New York, you know, summer, disaster, summer, great. But that's, isn't that the fun side? I don't I see people sometimes I drive past them and they're doing the same walk day in, day out, day in, day out. I just think, oh my, I just couldn't just be so bored of that. But what you just said also sounds kind of like a life theme too, that, you know, like I want to try this path and where might it go? And I'll just go a little bit further and see where it takes me. And, you know, I think that maybe literally we do that, but also in our minds, emotionally, um, you know, figuratively, we, we also do it. And, um, and it's, it makes life exciting. I think maybe I was mentioning to you like, um, earlier when we, when we chatted that one of the things uh, for me is waking up every morning and wondering who I'm going to meet. It's, you know, it's, uh, it's that thrill of like, what's going to happen today? Or where's this path going to take me? Or if I push it a little further, where will I go? Who will I find? Who will I meet? New pastures, you know, nothing ventured, nothing gained. So yeah, that's definitely kind of person I am. Yes. Um, I don't think I'm gonna say <laughs> I'm ever gonna settle down and become that person that's just um happy to do the same thing day in day out. Same here. That's where I am. Yeah. <laughs> so um, tell us a little bit about your your backstory of how did you get here? How did you get where you are? As far as you know, where you're living right now and uh, living the lifestyle that you're living and um, painting. Um, you know, have you always been one to just kind of like do create life, the life that you wanted, like design the life that you wanted, or is this something fairly new for you? Um, I think it's been, you know, I've had a, a, a quite an unconventional sort of start in life as a kid. I just kind of had about six different schools in six years and and in three different countries so we were all over the place as a family and um eventually I mean I always succeeded at art at school but academically not great really really not good hence I kept changing school boarding school in Switzerland when I was 10 you know blah blah um and uh yeah very unsettled childhood and um and then I went into a very sort of I tried to be the conventional um get married have children type of person and do that whole kind of sorry housewife you know in in the UK sorry is uh, you know it's a county that um yeah, it's quite a stockbroker belt, I suppose. And, you know, there's a sorry housewife terminology that I did try to be that, you know, I tried really hard to be that, you know, have the dinner parties, have the tennis lessons and, you know, raise my two children and um, all that. And uh, anyway, I got divorced about 23 years ago and um, I've been on a bit of a journey of self-discovery you know, since then, and trying to find out where I fit or belong, because I really don't, I never felt that I fitted into that kind of category of, um, you know, conventional housewife or, you know, I was just trying to find my way. So I ended up moving to Devon, which is down by the sea. And uh, it's a very bohemian kind of part of Devon. It's called Totnes. And uh, they're very creative and kind of hippie-like down there. Sounds wonderful. Yeah, and it was just so far removed from the Surrey life where 
everybody, not you can't make a sweeping statement, but it's fairly conventional and conservative and it's a bit keeping up with the Joneses, got to have a bigger house, a better kitchen, a, a bigger car, let's have designer clothes, designer handbags. I am so not all about that. It's just, it doesn't float my boat at all. And uh, I just found that even though financially I was could have pretty much had anything I wanted when I was married, I was like fortunate in that respect, but it didn't, it just did not make me happy. And mm -hmm. so anyway, when I went down to Totnes, I lived um, a different kind of life and uh, really loved the nature of people down there. It's very arty, very, um, they don't care what kind of car you drive. It's very much, um, yeah, like you say, bohemian lifestyle and uh, hippie vibe. I was down there for five years. I had a uh, a lot of counselling and, and life coaching and I, and I discovered art. I just got back into art for the first time because I was on my own. Children had left home by then. And it just started my journey. That was about 10 years ago of art. And it, get, it, it, it kept me company and it's prevented me from getting bored as well. And mm -hmm. then and it's a wonderful thing to be able to do on your own, on your own. Well, yeah, I feel that like I'm never lonely because I've got art. So mm -hmm. and I've got my five dogs and I was also fostering dogs. I started fostering little dogs and uh, did that for a number of years. And I got a lot from that to kind of helping these little, these little souls who had fallen on horrible times. And uh, yeah. It sounds wonderful. It, it, you know, it was, <laughs> was there a moment when you sort of knew like this lifestyle that I'm living in Surrey is not filling me up and I need to make a big change? Was there, you know, was there a, was there a moment or did, was it just sort of like little by little, you felt like you were sort of like losing yourself or how did that, how did that feel? Yeah. Um. I, I I think I never really felt that comfortable and sorry because I I lived in Australia, um and I lived in Hong Kong and sorry to me it was just I don't know I can't really describe it but it didn't really inspire me and um I I just I I can't really tell you the moments but I I I knew when I got divorced and the children were only six and nine that I kind of wanted to go and live down in Devon I wanted to get away from Surrey so badly but I didn't obviously they needed to be near their dad so I eked it out for a number more years and then as soon as the as the girls were you know left home and at boarding school I moved down there kept base in Surrey so I could be with the girls when they needed me but I I needed that I needed that free spirit kind of life uh where I could just you know wear whatever I wanted mm. and you know be hippie and go and walk <laughs> up more let my hair blow in the wind uh, listen to take it. and just really you know explore a different way of life that mm -hmm. was definitely within me That's and wonderful. in fact your, your podcast title far after 50 my 50th birthday which was down there in Devon was the happiest birthday I ever had Wow. Wow. And no, you don't hear many women say that. It really was because I was like on my own, but I, my family came and joined me, obviously, for my birthday and that. But I felt in, inside of me that I was happy. 
it was a different kind of happy you know you can get happy from external stuff and all that but it was a real happiness that I was living the life that I really truly wanted to live and I was me I'd found out who I was because I'd had quite a suppressed uh childhood with a mum who's love her to bits but she was very um trying to make me somebody that I wasn't Mm -hmm. Um, you were the oldest I think you mentioned to me that you were the oldest child yeah yeah uh, well that was very brave of you to leave all of that behind and really go on a journey of self-discovery and and look where you are look where you've landed and it's it's such a beautiful thing that you were that you dared to follow that path and push it down and see where the next corner was going to take you and it's very brave. I think it's very brave when we leave the secureness of what we feel as though society expects of us or um, our neighbors or our community or our family or, and when we leave that um, and dare to push the envelope, um, it's, it's very brave to do that, but it rarely, rarely seems to uh, go anywhere but a positive a positive place when we go down that journey of self-discovery. Um, talk to me about intuition. Talk to me about using your intuition, uh, whether it's about, um, you know, a new discovery of listening to your intuition, um, whether, you know, your intuition in your art, um, you know, tell me about your, in- using your intuition in your creativity and in your life. Well, I've always been a very, um, spontaneous person, a little bit shoot from the hip kind of, kind of person. And, you know, sometimes I think more before I take a step, but, um, with my abstract art, I found that, um, learning how to paint I did this course actually an online course from America and it was called painting the sacred within and um and who was the do you remember who taught that um yeah Faith Evans-Sills and Métis can't remember her last name now two lovely ladies um they did this online course and I my friend suggested it and we did it together she ended up not doing it all but I literally followed it to the very <laughs> end and I really struggled struggled but I kind of like a challenge I think mm-hmm. I quite like a challenge I like to challenge myself as long as it's something I'm interested in if I'm not interested in I'm not going to do it but um I I challenged myself to paint from within mm. so I have a blank canvas and put your feelings out onto the canvas and it's really difficult so difficult and there were times where I thought I can't do it I'm not going to do it I can't do it anymore I just can't do it I'm going to try something else and I'd stop doing the course and then a few weeks later I think oh I really want to do this so I persevered through and then suddenly I just knew I, I could do it and I was painting whatever it happened to be you know um it would just come out onto the canvas very bright bold colors so it was exp- you all of a sudden saw that what you were getting on the canvas was expressing how you were feeling it very much came from the foster dogs like when I would let them go to their new homes um it was obviously very emotional saying goodbye to the dogs that I'd been looking after for weeks and weeks and I I put that sadness or you know 
for tears or whatever I go straight into my studio and it was like art therapy mm. so it would mean that I would just have no idea what was going to come out onto the canvas at all mm. and just get my paints and just put it all out there Wow, it's it's magic. It, it sounds like you got into the state of flow. You weren't like intentionally thinking about I'm going to transfer this emotion into this color. It just like creatively you were in flow and it happened. Exactly. There was no there was no idea at all as to what was going to be going onto that canvas. You know, it it reminds me actually of the empowered portrait um, portraits that I take of women. And we do a lot of work ahead of time talking about, you know, where they are emotionally and where uh, what's made them the woman they are today and what their strongest characteristics are. And then we take all of those strong characteristics, those, those feelings, those characteristics, and we do our best to translate them into portraiture. And it's yet yeah, taking an emotion or a strength or characteristic, and then turning it into art. I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful process. It's not an easy process necessarily, but um, when you get into the flow of it, it's such a beautiful process. Yeah, it, it really is. And um, I'll never forget, I was asked to do a, a class, a work with some children on one session. And I, I did this with them and they were, I don't know, six or seven years old. And I said, you can just paint whatever you feel like painting. And they're like, really? Really? No rules. And they just are watching them put, you know, just do exactly that. Um, and one little boy said to me this is one of my happiest days and I said oh that's so lovely and at the end he, he explained his painting to me and he said can I show you what this painting means and I said yeah and he said well that that is sadness that is anger and that color is happiness wow wow and it was just really special that was I loved doing that because they'd had art teachers in every day and they'd been set tasks you're going to paint this today you're going to paint this today I went and I said paint whatever you feel like painting put it out there mm. well That's doesn't it remind it us that we have to stay tapped into our our own childlikeness yes because that is where it is really I mean that is where the essence and the spirit and, you know, the having no reservations about putting out there how we're feeling. Um, it, I, I find that I have to continue to kind of tap back into my childlike self yeah. to be able to stay in touch with yeah. all of that. And I think, you know, the essence of, you know, nothing forced at all. And there are no mistakes. Yes, no mistakes. There's no pressure. Um, and with the abstracts, you know, I will put it all out there. And then after that, I don't touch it. I'm not going to fiddle around with it and try and make it this, that, the other. It's just raw. And the essence of that energy is there. And with my sea paintings, I paint quite quickly, but it's very much that the energy is, you know, that first hour or two of energy of painting the sea and that, that's what 
for me is the magic on the canvas if I start them fiddling around with that and making it this that I it, you lose it for me anyway mm. I think so, that's one of the reasons why I love your paintings so much is because I feel the wildness and I feel the energy and yeah I'm yeah. excuse me I'm so so attracted to to your paintings and someday I will have a Fiona Lego on my wall <laughs> because I love them. Ever since I've started seeing your art, um, when it was more, it seemed like when I first started watching your art, you were doing more abstracts. Yeah. Um, and now, um, which I loved, I absolutely love them. But now that I'm seeing a lot of the um, the ocean scenes, I mean, everyone you put up, I'm like, oh my God, I think I like that one even better than the other one. And yeah, the colors and the energy, the rawness. I love that I can see so many of the brush strokes and so beautiful. Yeah, I'm kind of painting the sea now that I've moved down, down to Sussex from, sorry, um, because... Um, I was doing the abstracts and then as soon as I moved towards the sea and I'm going to see so much, it's just in me, you know, and that's, that's what I want to paint. Um, and, and it is, it's energy. It's absolutely energy. And, mm. and in my daily life, I try to only be around positive energy. So negative energy I avoid. And that's if it's people or places, I know what, what immediate I'm very sensitive now to energy like if I go somewhere and I'm like no I don't feel good here I don't, I don't want to be here um so I'm remove myself I don't want to be around that energy mm. and the same with people you know people can sometimes really deplete you or mm. drain your energy and I'm just always preserving it and nurturing it and I work and every day I have a process I get up ridiculously early which is very annoying to a lot of people <laughs> But I've been like that all my life, up at sort of six-ish. And I love the sunrise. I'm walking the dogs really early. Love that time of the day. And getting in touch with nature and, you know, paddling around in streams or touching the trees, looking up at the sun. I know it sounds a bit, you know, tree-huggy, but I just, that's the way I am. Mm. I do yoga and a little bit of mindfulness every morning. And, and I I work hard every day to keep my energy happy and good. Well, um, you know, the interview that I had with Catherine Chapman um, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about how, you know, we only have a certain amount of energy in our life. So in our days, there's only a certain amount of energy that we have and we're for giving it away to things in people and environments that aren't working for us, that don't feel right for us. And that's all the less energy you're going to have to put towards your painting and your art and your creativity and your mindfulness and all those things. And I can't, I just cannot paint if my energy has been depleted by a negative situation or environment or whatever. Um, I, I need my energy to be really preserved. So, you know, that saying protect your energy mm -hmm. is one of my, I like to collect stones from the beach. Sometimes I see a beautiful smooth stone and I'll, and I'll, I'll draw on it or write on it or paint on it or whatever. Little mottos, you know, protect your energy, know your worth, all those kind of things. Mm. Um, That's like the ultimate self-love, I think, don't you? When we really feel as though our energy and how we're feeling is the most important thing. Definitely. And, 
yeah, it, it really is the most self-love to say, I'm, I'm not feeling great in this situation. So it's time for me to remove myself rather than just kind of like put up with it or feel like we need to please, you know, someone else to stay in it. Or I think that's one of the beauties too, of getting older, feeling like we can, we can do that. You know, the first 50 years of my life, prior to 50, I was going around people pleasing and, you know, being in environments that I really, really, you know, I, I, I wasn't assertive, you know, I wasn't, able to go no I don't want to do this I'm not doing this boom um I don't want to be around this person I don't want to go right to this party I don't want to go blah whatever it happens to be uh I I I didn't have the skill set to do that but for whatever reason going down to Devon I did a lot of work on myself and I, I was really into you know the Eckhart Tolle's of the world Thich Nhat Hanh um I always used to watch Dr Phil a lot and I've been doing the the mindfulness stuff, you know, that's the word, isn't it? Mindfulness, but being aware, uh, aware of myself and learning to kind of be in the now. And I still listen to Eckhart Tolle that, you know, his teachings on my, on my, uh, on, on Spotify uh, in the car, sometimes just to practice it, just to bring myself back. So I'm quite an easily distracted kind of person. Mm. I listen to a lot of um, mindfulness and uh, self-compassion poetry. Um, I have a, a CD in my car um, that I I listen to. And the biggest one is the, the one that I listen to the most is, is poems of self-compassion. I think it's David White who uh, reads them. And some of them are his poems and some of them are other people's poems. But one of the things that you said earlier reminded me of one of those poems. And it was a woman... And uh, that he read the poem of, and it and it was one of the lines was, and then I moved to a place where no one cared how I looked, and I was the happiest. Yes. And that really, that line has just always struck me of that poem, mm-hmm. when we can stop worrying about how we look and just start being who we are. Yeah, being authentic and the the difference. I don't want to slam sorry, but I'm I'm not his biggest fan. But I remember I used, I used to wear quite wacky, bright clothes and stuff. And um, as you say, I've got this crazy hair. And uh, and and then in Totnes, you know, the wackier, the more colorful, the more crazy your hair, dreadlocks, or whatever. Great, you just you know you are what you are, and it's like embrace it. It's great. And then I used to go and visit Guildford, and maybe walk down the high street in those same clothes, and people literally would look me up and down. Like <laughs> I would just watch their eyes, just look look down to my bright purple Doc Martens, and then look up at my crazy hair or whatever. And I just, you know, I just oh well. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's what it is it, it is what it is this is who I am yeah I'm just very happy being who I am you know it's good to be in that place where you just you're happy with who you are yes I I agree um how do you, how do you maintain your passion and creativity um in your art you know, despite the challenges that, that life brings, I know that you've mentioned 
about when you're in a difficult or not a difficult, but a situation where the energy doesn't feel right. You, you know, go to a place that energy feels better. Um, but, you know, we all have these things that are going on. I'll, I mean, whether it's in the world, whether it's, you know, with our children, um, whatever it might be, how do you maintain your, your passion and creativity um, with like the daily stressors? I keep a very, very simple life very 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 low-key my diary I like it to look quite empty if there's a lot in it I start to feel you know not comfortable because I want to know that I've got days with nothing in the diary at all um and if I do do a few things I kind of make sure I've got a day in between because I don't do stress very well I don't do rushing around um too well I like to keep my diary really really empty I have fantastic friends obviously there it's a priority to see them and of course my beloved family who I'm very close to and I've just become a grandmother congratulations happiest, happiest things to happen to me in my life I have a little little grandson and um my girls you know very important they're obviously always going to be my priority and my grandson um and so I see them you know regularly and for example being a grandmother the first six weeks it's been quite busy so I've been there quite a lot so art just has gone on hold um and uh, you know now that things are a little bit easier I'm, I'm back into it but you know as I say I just um I live a quite a, a simplified life I, I don't have a huge amount going on I've got five dogs that keeps me fairly busy and then I <laughs> little old cottage um with a pretty little old garden and I I look after it all myself and I just yeah I love doing the things in life that don't cost any money you mm. know that champagne lifestyle I'm not at all into that mm. and I love the studio I've been actually really envious watching I think I watched every day when you would post pictures of building your little studio out back in your backyard and I was like, oh my gosh, it's going to be so beautiful. And and it is like the final pictures and the video that I'm seeing you post of your little backyard studio and your dogs laying in the chairs and on the, maybe there's a day bed in there, I'm thinking. Um, but it's got such a, you know, I talk about energy a lot, but I, it's a huge part of my life, but it's got a happy energy within that, those four walls and um it's not huge space, but it's it's a happy place. It's bright and light. Uh, the insulation is really good. So in the winter, it's lovely and cozy and warm. It gets the afternoon and evening sun, whereas it doesn't on the at the cottage. I don't have the afternoon and evening sun. So I love to sit in the studio and just be, mm. you know, just be. Mm. And obviously paint and create and cuddle my dogs. Yeah, it's just... It's the simple things in life for me that make me happy. So that's wonderful. And that you've, you know, in, in our older age, that you just allow yourself to do that. And it feels like you've really narrowed down what your priorities are in this world. And that that is really, it feels like where you're really focusing your energy is on your very top priorities and have sort of let a lot of the other things naturally fall away yeah I don't, I don't have the conventional lifestyle at all you know a lot of my friends and family they would go on holidays they go to 
the theatre, go to, I don't know, big gatherings of people and this, that and the other dinner parties. It's just not really my vibe. I'm not great with um, organised events or group gatherings massively. Uh, I don't really need to go on holiday because I love my life. I, I, I just don't crave to go on holiday. I love, love, love my life the way it is. And I, I love, love this- that statement. I love that statement, Fiona. I don't need to go on holiday because I love my life. Like, isn't that the ultimate right there that we don't have to leave our life yeah. to go on holiday to find joy that you found joy, you find joy, it seems like in most every day. Yeah, I mean, nature is, is you know, for me, um, a huge joy. And obviously my dogs and the sea, and I do a lot of walking. And uh, yeah, it's just low key. And mm-hmm. uh, I feel I very live where I want, you know, where I'm happy living. And uh, yeah, I can't complain at all. So, <laughs> so tell me where, um, do you, where do you sell most of, most of your art? I know I see it, you post it on Instagram, and I believe you have maybe an Etsy. Yeah, I have Etsy and I have a website. But Instagram, I've been on for like 10, 11 years. And um, I just love it because I love to, I've always loved taking photos. I always, I've got over 50, 52,000 photos on my phone. It's out of control. Uh, I know all about that. I used to try and delete 100 a day, but I've just, it's just gone, it's gone crazy. So I love Instagram for that, for putting the photos on. I, used, I started off with just doing photos of, you know, countryside, because in Devon, I was in Devon at the time. And then as time's gone on, I created an art account on Instagram. So it's Feeligo Arts and um, started putting my, um, and obviously that's a scary thing to do when you're starting off, isn't it? Like put a painting up on Instagram and just keep your fingers crossed that, somebody likes it yes yes yeah it's scary it is scary it is scary because you've got to just face rejection in a way face kind of oh you know people might think that's awful or whatever but I just go with if I like it I'm going to put it out there and try not to um I don't know try not to get too upset if people don't like just to stay on track with what authentically I love doing I think that's where we have to be as as artists and creatives we've got to keep what with what's bringing us joy and what we love and so it's it's f-i so for Instagram it's it's filigo it's f-i-l-y-g-o correct yeah filigo I've got a website which I set up about three years ago um etsy's great uh i used that for many years and uh, it's all just little stepping stones you know i have done a little exhibition with a, a few two other artists a few years ago which was which also felt quite scary but i sold a few paintings so that gave me a great boost i mean there's no bigger compliment than selling a painting and um i i yeah i just love it and what what i get more from is the fact that people say to me i just love the energy I get from your painting I look at it it makes me happy and and when people tell me that it just makes me feel really really good inside Mm. 
I, I feel the same way when someone says they really resonate with the, with the photograph that I took, um, you know, it makes you, it just makes you feel like you didn't just do that one singular piece for maybe one person or just for yourself that it has like, you know, a, a puddle effect, a drop in the, a stone in the puddle that, you know, it reverberates out into the world in a positive way. And yeah, I love to be able to think of it from that perspective too, that, other people are enjoying enjoying it's really means a lot actually so yeah it does yeah yeah just keep painting probably forever to be honest and I and I hope that that's what I'm doing too that you know when I'm you know in my mid to late 80s I've got my camera set up on a tripod and I'm sitting in a chair with my clicker still taking pictures I love your photos I remember you taking a, the photos years ago of us all beautiful photos that we all treasure because they were the last ones with our mama um yeah. so they're beautiful and um you definitely have talent for that Thank you. That was a very special day getting to meet all of you. And um, yeah, and your mom, I just loved, I loved spending time and taking pictures of your mom too. But um, I so appreciate you spending time with me today and, you know, sharing your story. And, you know, I, I just think that uh, you're, you're a great role model for women to be able to really discover and think about what's most important to them and what the absolute priorities are and to sort of let go a little bit of um, maybe what we're feeling like society is expecting of us and really honing into yeah. how we're feeling. It's okay not to be like everyone else, I think the thing is. And yeah, I am a bit out of the mold and I've kind of, I don't know I've embraced that with with confidence um which I didn't have years ago I really tried to conform but actually I'm a non-conformist and I found out who I really am but as I say I had lots years and years of counseling <laughs> and I did go to a life coach 10 years ago and she really really helped me a lot because I just you know if you don't know who you are what makes you happy and people used to say years and years ago I remember people saying, what makes you happy? And I honestly just didn't know. Mm. I, um, I don't know. Mm -hmm. so, it, it takes a lot of digging around. And I've been in a lot of therapy too for years and years and years off and on. Um, and it, it takes a lot of digging around to figure out what's going to make you happy. And, and especially I think for us uh, women and us women who are moms, when we've spent so many years, um, you know, thinking about other people's needs over and above our own to then try to figure out what makes us happy. Totally. Um, and I think, you know, I was listening to my my podcast of Eckhart Tolle yesterday on the way to my dog walk. And he said, the world is not going to make you happy. And he said, the people, that people are not going to make you happy. So find out what it is that makes you happy. and and it's a it's an inside job it's such a well-known thing but it is mm, I love that, that, that I think yeah yes, I think that's a, a perfect perfect note for us to um to end on um you know don't listen to the world outside and however you just can you just say that one more time because it was so beautiful yeah I think I like to remind myself now having heard it yesterday the world is not going to make you happy. People are not going to make you happy. 
find out what it is that makes you happy. And that sometimes might take some time to really dig deep. But uh, when you do get there, it's a different kind of happiness. It's happiness from the inside, really. Thank and, you. Um, I'm very grateful for that. Yeah. So thank, thank you, you so much. Really thank you, Fiona Lago. And I love your name too, Fiona. It's such a beautiful name. Thank you so much for your time today. I've thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. And uh, like I said, one day I'm going to have one of your paintings and I just thoroughly enjoy them. And they're just absolutely beautiful. And I hope people take a minute to uh, find your Instagram or your website. And um, I'll put those in the show notes so that people will find the links there too. And I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. And thank you so much. Thanks, Anna. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Fire After 50 podcast. Please check the show notes for links and resources to everything we mentioned in this episode. And if you'd like to be a guest on my podcast, please visit my website at nanettefaygordon.com. And surprise, surprise, I specialize in photographing women over 50. If you'd like more information, you can log on to my website. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.